Yeah, that's right. Yeah, welcome to a new year. Welcome to some new vision. Have you ever heard a countdown say zero? I never have. Zero. Man, welcome this morning. When I say I'm excited this morning, it's an understatement. Um, I am insanely excited this morning. I realized at the strike of 12 o'clock when it turned from 2010 to 2011 that 2010 had been the best year of my life so far. I know I've not lived super long. I'm only 23 years old right now. But 2010 was the best year of my life because I had never before seen God move so much in a year. And I saw God move in extraordinary ways in 2010. And I realized that I could not complain about all the bad things that did happen because of all the greatness that I had seen. And I can't even explain to you how excited I am for 2011 and what's going to happen next. It's a brand new year. And what I want to share with you this, this morning is something that I hope to do um, every year on this first uh, Sunday of the year. And it's to share with you vision about what Axe Church is and where we're going in this next year. I want to take a few minutes to talk to you about Axe Church, um, about LaSalle, the Illinois Valley, um, and of course, Jesus Christ. But I want to start by telling you a story, and it's really what, what goes back um, to the very beginning. It all starts with a dream, and it was all the way back when I was just a wee pup of about 16 years old, and there started to be this, this dream about a church in this area that was different that was less about um, religion and less about services and more about people. And I started to keep praying about this and thinking about it. And it was always just a dream, just a thought and a whisper until the beginning of 2009. At the beginning of 2009, what happened is this, this dream became a reality when I felt God say, now is the right time to start pursuing this. You need to start moving on it. And it was scary. It was strange, and there were a lot of, a lot of fears and questions. Interestingly enough, uh, reads here this morning, <clears throat> the night that I, that I heard God really say, it's time to move forward, I was staying at your house because I was uh, hanging out with him. His parents were gone um, on vacation. It was during nasty weather. Um, but the night that I heard it, I remember I went back, and I, stayed, I was in his guest room, and I went in there, and I remember sitting down and telling God, God, I'm going to begin a fast, and I'm not going to eat until you tell me whether or not this is right or it's wrong. Thankfully, because God knows that I love food, he told me in less than 24 hours later. <laughs> he made it abundantly clear um, through some crazy circumstances. Um, even part of it was through a podcast in which I was watching a man named Perry Noble talking about the beginning of their church, and he went through and explained almost word-for-word word answers to the deepest questions I was, in, I was afraid of about planning a church, and it blew my mind. The Holy Spirit used something as simple as me watching a podcast to calm all those different fears that I had and thoughts about it. It was amazing. Less than 24 hours later, I called my mom and said, let's go to lunch. I know that it's right. Well, it just so happened that that same year at the beginning of it, uh, I was working for a company called Fusion, and what we did is we resourced churches to be able to do good college ministry. I was the director for the state of Illinois, and they were sending me over to England for three weeks to be able to uh, learn about Fusion's DNA. So I told my parents it's a perfect timing. I'm going to go over there for three weeks. I'm outside of my normal environment. I'm outside of my normal pace. And what I'm going to do is the entire time I'm there, I'm going to pray and ask God to show me if this is right, what's the next steps. If it's not, kill it. Because the last thing I'd want to do is do something that wasn't your will. 
And in three and a half weeks, um, I always say this because it really it, it's a good point to make. In three and a half weeks, I experienced more prophecy and fulfillment than I had in the last three and a half years of my life. Um, the first two and a half weeks, we traveled. Every day, we'd wake up, grab our stuff, hop on a train, go to a new city, get off, go to a conference, speak to people, crash, get up the next morning, do the exact same thing. For two and a half weeks, pretty much, we were in a different place every single night all around England. And in prayer times in which I was praying for people, praying for students and leaders, interestingly enough, at almost all the stops, people would ask to pray for me. And across the country of England, people who had never met different students and different leaders prayed the same words over my life over and over again about leadership and starting something new, that I had a father's heart and I was going to build something, and it blew my mind. People who had never met each other saying words that I had prayed and, and, and bringing these things back to me. This is crazy. I came back after three and a half weeks, and I told my parents and my sister and all of them, I said, you can tell me what you feel, because they were praying too, but I said, before you do, I just have to tell you that even if you guys decided this doesn't seem right, I said, I can't possibly say that it's wrong, because I said, I, I felt God move in a tremendous way. And they told me, you know what, we felt the exact same thing. We think it's the right time. So almost two years now, ago we began to do all this stuff and we we left all the positions we were at and we stepped out and we took this big leap of faith to say that we were going to go and we were going to begin what it took to plant a church and over that that time awesome stuff happened god kind of broke down what we believed about about church and what we believed about religion and kind of just pushed the reset button on us and said like let's go back to what the basics are what does it really mean to know me jesus christ and kind of just pushed the reset button on our faith, which was, it was awesome. And we went through this, about, about 17 people uh, took and stepped out and followed this. And it took like a year and a half of hard work, of searching ourselves and exploring this area and all these different things to be able to create kind of this foundation for what we believed the church should be. And it, it turned out to this name came to us, Acts Church. Well, in 2010, we were getting ready for this launch, right? And... Right up before it, at the end of the summer, I don't know if you guys, some of you guys know about it, some of you guys didn't, but we had this crazy week, this marathon week that would just blow any church's mind. In one week, we did four events, and we touched about a thousand people, tangibly met them and talked to them, about a thousand people in a week, and it was amazing. We realized this is what God wants us to do, this is the people that God's brought us to, this is where we're supposed to be. This is the right time. And on September 19, 2010, we officially launched and we started as a church, even though really we'd been a church, hadn't we? Because all that is is a bunch of people getting together to talk about Jesus. But we officially started. What that makes us is this morning, <clears throat> we are now 15 weeks old. 15 weeks. Does anyone know anything about babies? That's pretty young, right? 15 weeks. I don't know what 15 weeks is. I'm not really that good with it, but some of you guys would know. But if you look around, we're about the average size of churches in this area at 15 weeks. God's brought people into this place who are interested in, in, in what God's doing here. And really, if you look around at us, we're about the size of most average churches in this area today. Already since our launch in 15 weeks, we posted an intern. We've helped make two different city events for LaSalle, absolutely awesome, uh, the uh, Miracle on First Street, before that, the hometown Halloween. We had two people walk right up here and give their life to Christ. 
we had a whole other handful of people who'd given their life to Christ in catacombs and prayer times and relationally through other situations. Um, but maybe even more than that is, is this. We've had people who've reactivated their faith or activated their faith to a level that they haven't yet at this time. And it's really simply as this. I don't mean to, to make, make anybody feel uncomfortable, but if you just say, you know what, since I've come to Acts Church and since I started, I feel more connected to God than I did before. Just raise your hand. Anyone? That's why we're here. That's why we're here. If you say, when, when I've, since I've been here, I feel like I'm closer to God, like I'm really connecting with God. That's the whole point. But I want to share something with you that I believe with all of my heart, and it's this. It's that I don't believe Acts Church exists in this area because it can. It exists in this area because it has to. I believe that God hasn't put us here for Acts Church to do awesome things. God's put us here because he's ready to do awesome things in the Illinois Valley, and we're supposed to be a part of it. I believe that amazing things are about to happen in this area, in LaSalle and in the Illinois Valley. And the reason why Axe Church is here at this time, at this place, is to be a part of it and to join in with it. I believe this. The DNA of Axe Church is custom-tailored to the Illinois Valley. And that's not because of us, but that's because of God. I believe that God, through the people who, who helped lay the foundation and the people who've helped really birth the vision, and even you, who are part of it right now, the reason why we're here is because God is creating a DNA inside of Acts Church that is perfectly blended to reach this location, this place, the Illinois Valley. I don't think we'd be the same if we were in a different location, in a different city, in a different state. But I think that God has concocted our DNA perfectly to match what this area needs. I want to show you this just briefly by sharing with you a few key verses that God's given us in this last couple years. The first one I want to show you is, is, is Luke 1.17. And uh, if you guys have Bibles, you can turn there. If not, I'll read it for you. I want to encourage you guys, though, um, we have Bibles that are free. And if you guys don't have one, go back and grab one at guest services. And bring it here on Sunday mornings because, you know what, there's something really cool about being able to look at it on your own and get connected with it. It helps us encourage us and remind us that we should be looking at our Bible for answers, um, not just keeping them on our shelves for dust. But Luke one seventeen says this. It's talking about John the Baptist. It says, He will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. I believe that Acts Church is called to meet these people. It says the rebellious. And I think that's why we're here. I think there's a lot of people who feel like they wouldn't fit in at other churches. They don't feel like they'd be part of those, uh, of churches that are really great in this area, but it doesn't fit their style. They don't feel comfortable. And they're kind of the rebellious ones. And, and I think that's part of our DNA. One of our, our core values, the stomping you're hearing, is the pitter-patter of little elephants coming up the stairs. Um, but part of our DNA is that we're actively irreligious. We're actively irreligious. We don't, we don't care to be part of religion because religion is man's attempt to reach God. We're interested in what God's done for us. But Acts is interested about bringing life change to families. The part where it talks about fathers' hearts being returned to their children, we love because we believe that the correction of, of the family unit comes by Jesus Christ being injected into it. We understand people don't have it all figured out, 
That's why one of our core values is that we're people, not programs, and that part of it is we meet people where they're at. We don't expect them to be something to be part of our church. The second one I want to share with you is, is James 2.18. This one's been a cornerstone for us. It says, someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. And he says, show me your faith without deeds, and I'll show you my faith by what I do. People are sick, absolutely sick, about hearing what Christians believe. Because that's all we ever do as Christians. All we ever do is say how it should be, what we believe on a subject, what our thoughts are on the subject. But you know what the problem is? is words are very, very cheap. And saying that you believe something, saying that something's important doesn't make it so. But what makes people really realize that something's important is when you put action to it. And that's what he's saying. You can't just say you have faith without deeds. There needs to be something that goes along with it. This area needs to see Christians and needs to see a church that puts its faith into action. And that's what we want to do. That's what we have done and what we want to continue to do this next year. That's why one of our core values is to do what you can with what you have where you are, that every person can do something. And the fact that we believe that faith without action is, is dead. It's not enough just to say you believe something, but you need to put it into action. I mean, if I say that I love you, right? If I say that I love my mother, there should be some action that goes with that, right? There always has to be that action to go with the words. And really, out of this comes a verse that has been a cornerstone for us, even on our name. And it's from Luke 3.9. It says this, The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. It could be considered a moderately scary verse, but not for those who don't know Jesus yet. Because what he's saying is people who proclaim Christ, who proclaim the fact that they've been changed, have to change. If we've experienced Jesus Christ, our lives should change, and our lives should begin to change the lives of those around us in the way we react, in the way we treat people. It should begin to, to form a difference inside of our hearts in the way we react to people, in the way we treat people, the way we care for people and love people. And people around us' lives, there should, there should begin to change too because of being around us. This next year, and this is the reason why I had... Uh, the, the children come up because you guys are part of the church too you're not like you're some separate entity back there you guys are the church just as much as us and really you guys are the most important ones because you're the ones who are actually going to be here in the future so we're excited for you guys to be up here with us but we're one church in this next year God is going to move in the Illinois Valley in crazy ways in amazing earth-shaking ways and I believe that he's going to use Acts Church as one of the primary vehicles for that change. This next year, Acts Church is going to dramatically change people's perspectives on what it means to be a Christian, on what it means to be in the church. This next year, thousands, yeah, thousands of people are going to be touched with the message of Jesus Christ because of Acts Church. And we're going to do that through our our events that we do in order to show Christ's love. We're going to do it through relationships when we do stuff like groups where we meet people relationally. Thousands of people this next year are going to encounter what it means to be a Christian, are going to encounter the message of Jesus Christ through love. This next year, X Church is going to help to make Jesus Christ more famous in the Illinois Valley than he's ever been before. That's our goal. At the end of this year, 
we are going to strive to make Jesus Christ far more famous than he's ever been. That his name is on people's lips. People say something's different in this area. People say there's something different about these churches. They really care. And this is an audacious one. But I believe in this next year that Acts Church is going to double in size. Twice. I believe Acts Church is going to double in size, not once, but I believe that Acts Church is going to double in size twice in this next year. And that's not me. That's not me speaking. That's God speaking. It's a vision that I saw, and I believe that it can come to pass. How are we going to do it, though? That's really the answer, isn't it? I mean, the question, right? What's the answer to this, then? Because those are great things, but how in the world could it happen? We're going to preach Jesus Christ and his salvation in the clearest ways possible. We're going to fight to eliminate anything that stands in the way of that message. It's all about Jesus. We're going to do things that many churches wouldn't do so we can reach people that many churches would never reach, just like doing stuff like hosting National Porn Sunday. How many churches are crazy enough to step out and say the fact that we're going to talk about pornography and people dealing with this life issue? We're going to do things that other churches maybe are shied away from so we can reach people they can't reach. We're going to do the biggest Easter that you have ever seen. I promise you. I promise you, we're going to do the biggest Easter you've ever seen. We're going to do subgroups, and we're going to talk about that really soon again. Some of you guys are part of subgroups in the past, but we're going to do subgroups that are going to engage people relationally right where they're at. We're going to connect people who don't really want to be part of the church, but they want a community. We're going to help the community by doing things like our hometown Halloween and, and Miracle on First Street like we just did. We're going to do that, and we're going to help with other stuff, like the Celebrate LaSalle that's coming up, and we're going to get ingrained in our community to a place where they would be sad if we're not here. We're going to host another Kids Art Day. All you kids in the back, we're going to host another Kids Art Day. And you know what? It's going to be bigger and better than it even was last year for any of you guys who were there. It's going to be crazy. I was just talking to Rose this morning. I saw she knows that we're here. She's like, I saw you guys at Kids, kids Art Day. We're going to do this again, and we're going we're gonna to live out what we say. We love kids at Acts Church. So we're not just going to say that. We're going to do something. We're going to host this awesome event in which we encourage kids to just use their creativity. We're going to launch the Alpha Course. If you guys have experienced this or not, but the Alpha Course is a 13-week course that explains the very basics of Christianity, and it's presented in a non-threatening way where conversation can happen between people, and they can just talk about what if this really is true. What if God really is true? What would it mean? And it goes through the basics, and I can tell you that it's, it's terrific. Man, it's terrific. It explains it in such tangible ways and non-threatening ways that people who are far away from God can come in and can share all their questions and thoughts, and they're not judged, and they're not, they're not acted like they're stupid for not knowing it. It's amazing. There's some other really, really tangible things we're starting to that I wanted to share with you. One of them, which is, is super simple, but it's, I think it's very profound, is on Sunday mornings, for any of you guys who want to really connect with God, at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings, from 9 to 9.30, we're just laying aside a time of prayer. We started it this morning. It was the first of the year. What we do is we get all this stuff set up, and at 9 o'clock, what we do is we stop, and all we focus on for half an hour is just God, just connecting with Him and talking with Him. And anyone is invited. 
any of you guys, if you want to show up at 9 o'clock on a Sunday morning, I know it's a whole nother hour earlier, and I understand that some people aren't there yet, but what we do is, is we get down on our knees and we ask God, you need to be here this morning because it's all about you. It's not about us. Also, if you guys need special prayer, you know, sometimes it's awkward to try to find time afterwards. If you guys say, there's issues in my life that I need prayer for, you come at 9 o'clock and you'll have an opportunity to interface with my, with my, my mother, with me, um, any, of our, any of our team. If you want someone who can pray with you and ask God for help in your life, at 9 o'clock you can be here and you can check it out. Second thing we're going to start that's really super tangible is um, I call it the advancement team. And what I'm going to do is in this, in this next year, the people who are really getting connected with Acts Church's vision, um, getting plugged in with all the stuff that we're doing, I'm going to invite them to be part of a monthly meeting in which we talk deeper about vision and we talk about strategy to be able to advance what God's doing. I'm going to call you guys my A-team, the advancement team, the A-team, you know. You guys remember that movie? Yeah, okay. Just making sure. It's funny, right? But we're going to get together on a monthly basis, and we're going to talk about how can, we, how can we spur on what God has for us. Because I believe in this vision, but you know what has to happen is we have to get sold out for it. And we need people who can put their hands to it. So I'm going to form this team, and I'm going to ask people to be on it who are really committing to the vision and say, how can, we, how can we move forward what God's vision is? I know what some of you guys are thinking, because I would be thinking it too. How? How can all of these things happen? How could these, these grandiose ideas, how could these schemes, how could all of them work? It's impossible. And you're completely right. It's impossible. It is. But in Mark 10, 27, Jesus says this, Humanly speaking, it is impossible, but with God, everything is possible with God. The reason why I know these things will come to pass, the reason why I know that we can make the effect that we are going to, the reason why I know that crazy growth can happen, the reason why I know that an area can be changed by a group of people who are dedicated to Jesus is because it is God's. It's God's move. It's not ours. It's God's idea. It's not mine. And all we are is jumping in on it. With God, all things are possible. All these things are possible. When I was in England almost two years ago, on the, one of the last Sundays that I was there, I had this woman walk up to me. Her name is Tamsin. And she came up to me during worship, and she said, um, I see a vision over your life. And I said, okay, that's cool. And um, she said, when I was praying and I was looking at the crowd, she said, I looked at you, and your chest was, was laid open, and inside, it wasn't a heart, but what it was was one of those old detonators for, like, dynamite. And I said, really? And she says, I felt like what God was saying is that your heart is going to be something that's going to just blow up an area. And she said, but what was really cool, too, though, is when I looked at it, I saw the fact that you also had a tool belt on, and God said you're a builder who's going to create something in that area that you blow up. And she says, does that have anything to do with anything in your life? And I said, right now I'm considering the fact of leading a church plant in my city. And I said, I really think that God's called me to do it. And she says, well, I think it's pretty clear that it's, it's right on. She said, I want to pray for you afterwards. So she went back, and after service she came up, and she began to pray for me. And as she was praying, she says, I feel all of a sudden like God just gave me this verse for you. She says, I don't even know what it is. And she says, Isaiah 45, 2 and 3. And she says, you might want to check it out when I get done praying for you. So we prayed together. It was awesome. And as she prayed for me, get this, this will blow your mind. She prayed the same words I had prayed to God in the previous weeks. As I was praying to God, I prayed and I said, God, if you're going to do this, I said, it needs to be a church that reaches people who are angry. 
It reaches people who are addicted, and it reaches people who are fatherless. And as she began to pray over top of the church, she said, this church is going to be a a different church. It's going to reach people who are angry. It's going to reach people who are addicted, and it's going to reach those who don't have any dads. And I heard God pray back to me words that I had prayed to him, and it blew my mind. I realized that God had actually heard my prayer and sent somebody to pray those words back to me. And it was just mind-blowing. But she gave me this verse, and after I sat down, I read it, and this blew my mind even more. And I believe that it's a promise to me, it's a promise to us, it's a promise to our city. It's Isaiah 45, 2 and 3, and it says this, I will go before you, and I will level the mountains. I'll break down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. I'll give you treasures of darkness, riches stored in secret places, so that you know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who summons you by name. I read that verse and it wrecked me. God said the fact that this is the calling I need you to be. This is how it ends. I've called you by name. And I love God's promise saying the fact that he's the one who goes before us. How will all this vision happen? How will all these great things happen? There's only one way. It's because of God. Because he is going to go before us. He is going to level those mountains that we can't possibly get over. He is going to break down the bars and cut through the gates. Because things would normally hold us back. But with God all of those things are going to be knocked out of the way. And it's going to make a path for us to be able to work in this area and change it. I believe wholeheartedly that us this morning, we stand in the middle of a move of God in the Illinois Valley. But the real question remains is this. Are you in? Are you in? This morning, I want to invite you to be part of a move of God that I believe is happening right here in the Illinois Valley, in the epicenter of LaSalle and in in all of the Illinois Valley. I'm inviting you to connect your time, your energy, your prayers, your finance, your hopes, your passion, all to God's plan for this area. Jim Cimbala wrote this book called Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire, and he said this in it. I despaired at the thought that my life might slip by without seeing God show himself mightily on our behalf. Does that get you? You despair at the fact of thinking about walking through life without seeing God move in mighty ways inside of your life. I want to invite you this morning to join with with Acts Church, to join up with God this next year and say, I want to be a part of a move of God. I want to see my life work in unison with God this next year and change an area. I want to be part of something that's bigger than myself, a plan that's far bigger than I could accomplish, but I want to lend my hand, lend my energy, lend my time, lend my finance, lend my passion, lend my prayers to what God's going to do in this area. It literally starts as simple as this, being here on weekend services to hear what God's doing next, joining up with one of our groups so you can get connected with people and start really learning what it means to be a a Christian and joining up with our opportunities to serve this community. It starts even just that simply. But I'm not going to try to make people feel bad, and if if this is like your first week and you're like, you know what, I don't really know about all this. Maybe you're still still trying to cross-reference what what your relationship with God really is. That's cool. But what I wanted to do this morning, just in finishing, is, is this. If this morning you say, in this next year, in 2011, I want to be part of a move of God in this area. I want to see amazing things happen 
And you know what? I'll go this far to even clarify it this much more because a lot of people will say, man, I'm not 100%. No one's ever 100%. No one's ever 100%. Here's the good thing. If you're more than 50% sure, okay, because really in reality when we make most decisions, if you're more than 50%, that's a pretty good reality for most of our decisions, isn't it? Usually if you're a little more than half, you're like, okay, I think this is about right, right? If you're more than 50% sure this morning that you want to see God move in mighty ways and you want to be part of it, I want you guys to stand to your feet with me and I want to say a prayer over top of us this morning. Okay? One, two, three. Go ahead and stand if you want to. I'm just going to pray a prayer over top of us. Jesus, you've seen the people who stood and they've said that what they realize is that wherever their relationship with you is, that's not the case. That's That's not the situation of why we're standing or not. But they stand this morning to say that in 2011, they want to see you move in mighty ways, and they want to be part of the movement that you're doing here in the Illinois Valley. God, I know that you have amazing plans for this next year, amazing vision for this next year that you've only given us a glimpse of. And God, we believe that you're going before to level mountains, cut down, uh, cut through bars of, of, of bronze and, and knock open gates, Lord God. And what we're saying is this morning we say we want to be part of this move of God. We want to join our lives with it. And we want to see you work in amazing ways. I love that quote, that we would despair at the thought that we could go through life and not see you move mightily inside of our lives. So Jesus, what I pray is that you would just shoot steel into our convictions. And this morning, those who've stood, that you would give them confidence and you would give them courage, Lord God, to be able to say that in this next year, even when, when times get tough, even when situations get hard, that I'm willing to be here to see your movement happen in this area. Jesus, I pray to you that you would cast amazing blessings over top of each of those who stood. And God, that whatever section of their life might need your attention, that you would, you would just uh, go in and you would touch it, God, if it's finance, if it's family, if it's health, whatever situation that you're going to work in them. So this next year, those things will not distract them from following what your plan is for their lives, what your plan is for this Illinois Valley. God, we commit to you and say that we'd love to be part of this movement that you're doing. Jesus Christ, I thank you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. You guys want to be seated. God's ready to do something big. And for those of you guys who stood this morning, when you connect with God like that, I guarantee you this, he's going to use you. God is not wasteful. And if you say, God... I raise my hand and I kind of say, listen, I'm opening myself up. If you want to use me this next year to be able to do something awesome in this area, he's not going to pass you by. He's going to use you this next year. He's going to connect you in. And he's going to use you to be able to change people's lives, to change this area. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that we have people who are, who are willing to be a part of this. Because really what it all comes down to, if, if you've heard me talk about Acts Church over and over again, is I'm talking about us. It's not about a, a, a system, it's not about a service, it's about people. But when we come together and we say that we're willing to follow this call of God, amazing things can happen. So I thank you this morning. My mother's going to come this morning and, and we're going to take communion together. I think it's kind of an awesome Sunday to start with, with taking communion. Um, and if you guys want to connect with me after service, um, I'll be right around. If you guys have any questions about stuff, um, there's plenty of time this next year, but there's going to be such exciting things happening. So if you want to talk about some of it, I'd be happy to uh, connect with you too. But God bless you guys this morning, and um, 
I'll let you take it.